Thanks for listening to Faith in the Fast Life. I'm Nick Orta. I'm your host. On this show, we look to break down the stereotypes of what the Christian looks like to the world by receiving testimony of action sports athletes and other athletes and just individuals across the world. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and fastlifeministries.com to give. Hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning and welcome to Faith in the Fast Life. This morning we have uh, Cody Bryson with us, another one of the stunt dudes as we continue this series. It's so great to have these guys here in Colorado with us doing this show and to see what they're all about. Some amazingly talented men um, and Cody, man, definitely incredibly talented. Uh, Sounds like Cody is very uh, soft-spoken, so like this is kind of a new thing to get Cody here. Yeah, for sure. Welcome, welcome, man. So good to have you. Thank you. Um, We'll keep this pretty simple, man, just like everything else. Like, what's your story, man? Tell us about Cody. Yeah, Uh, well, so it's nothing too crazy. (laughs) But, yeah, so growing up, my parents were always Christians. So, well, my mom was. My dad wasn't until later on in life. So, like, I grew up in it, but I didn't really... Like it was, I was just a Christian. I didn't know God like I thought I did. So, right. but yeah, I grew up, uh, kind of did my own thing. Like I was never into things I shouldn't be, but I like definitely, definitely probably wasn't on the track I should have been. Right. Like I just like, oh, I know God. That's enough. That's all there is to it. Being a Christian's easy. I don't need to do, do all this stuff. But yeah. And then it was, I think it was 20 maybe 2014, 2015, I started, like, really starting to think, like, man, this Christian thing isn't hard at all. Like, I don't know why everyone says it's so difficult. And I think that was the time when God was showing me, like, like it was a good, it was humbling. It was very good that I went through it. I started, like, he started showing me how difficult it can be. And not that, not that it can be difficult, but I'm trying to think of a good way to word it. Like, so basically, like it, like the trials in your life at that point. Yeah. Like so so things are going good. So you yeah. start out young. You always kind of had a Christian background. Yeah. Right. Your mom. Your mom at least. Yeah. Um. So how old were you at this point? Uh. Like when when he kind of started making things tough. Uh, I was probably. I think it was about sixteen. Okay. And how old are you now? I'm twenty four. 24, so good, eight years ago. Yeah. So things started to get tough. So you knew God, you're walking through it with just knowing who he is, mm-hmm. thinking that this is so easy. <laughs> yeah. But now at 16 years old, mm-hmm. things are starting to get a little tougher. So he's trying yeah. to, you're, you're starting to be tested yeah, where, sure. where you need faith, right? Because in those yeah. younger years, like sometimes you don't need it. Like it's like whatever, like you have no responsibilities, no. you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, is that fair to say? So now he's starting to test you. Things are getting hard. Yeah. So tell me tell me about that. Like, what's going on in your life at that point that's starting to get hard? Yeah. So I used to watch what ended up happening. I never struggled with, like, thankfully for it. I've never struggled with, like, drinking or, like, was never into that stuff. But music was a thing that was always difficult for me. Like, I enjoyed music I definitely shouldn't listen to. Okay. So, like, I, I was growing up watching a lot of Viva La Bam. <laughs> yeah. Love that show with a passion. I think mainly it was because they, they don't live too far from me. They're only, like, three hours east of me. Okay. So, I... And where are you from? Uh, I'm from Dubois, Pennsylvania. Okay. So, middle of nowhere. There's literally nothing there. I've got Pittsburgh two hours west of me and Philly's four hours east of me. So, gotcha. there's, like, nothing in between. But, yeah, so I watched them a lot, and then I 
was really drawn to the music they listened to, which was like super fast paced. Made their episodes were like wide open, and which was weird because I'm not that way. Like I love very calm. So yeah, I was just drawn to it. Uh, so I started listening to that music a lot too myself, and that was that was around that time I was getting more, I guess, cocky about like, oh, it's being a Christian's easy, and that was where he showed me like. I need to rely on him a lot more than <laughs> I was. So, yeah, I was listening to that music, realizing that, like, everything I'm listening to is not God-honoring at all. Like, it's very far from it. <laughs> so you got so. Con- convicted. He convicted you through that. Yeah. So tell us more. So you were obviously a, a, a phenomenal athlete on the bicycle. <laughs> well, thank um, you. Some of the things that I just watched you do yesterday, I went, whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> could even... Like all you guys are so incredible, like, but the, I mean, gosh, like, can can you literally flip a bicycle by bunny hopping it? Uh, I mean, is that is that a real? I've thing? tried a few times. It's it's a work in progress. <laughs> it'll work. It's, this is light enough happen, bike. It'll work <laughs> for everybody listening. I, I can feel this happening. Like, and I'm not I'm not even messing around. So make sure you at the end he's going to tell you his Instagram and his <laughs> YouTube, and you're going to have to go check all this out. But tell me more about how you got involved with bikes. And got into the BMX stuff. Yeah, so I grew up in this tiny little town, like 10 miles up the road where I live now. And uh, my neighbors were always into BMX. They were, it was Stephen Smith and Justin Marshuri. I just looked up to them like none other. And they uh, they just had little dirt jumps they'd build beside me. And I'd watch out the window and I'd be like, those are the coolest guys on earth. <laughs> they'd hit the jump. And it, back then, in my eyes, they were 10 feet off the ground, but... Now they're about a foot and a half off the ground, but <laughs> yeah, I'd try to go out in my little 12 inch bicycle and hit it with them. And I mean, it wasn't getting anywhere, but yeah, so I started watching them a lot. And then as time went on, I couldn't really, I was so little, like I was tiny, so I couldn't keep up with them. They're, they're about eight years older than I am. So when they're 14, I mean, you're tiny, uh, I'm tiny. So like, I'd try to keep up with them, and I'm just like, I can't do it. Like, this bike's too heavy. Like, I can't kind of give up on it for a little bit. But then uh, they were always in the back of my head, so I'd kind of build stuff thinking, like, maybe I'll be able to catch up to them someday. And I think it was about 10, about 8 years it went by, 8, 10 years went by, and I, like, really started. I had nothing else to do, so I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really try this. So my parents got me. They were kind enough to get me a, a Mirko, and I – just like a three hundred dollar, which was wasn't too bad priced for that kind of bike because I couldn't do anything yet. But uh, got a Mirko, and I remember all my friends uh, coming over, and we're like, we're gonna build a little foam pit. So <laughs> we started snagging couch cushions from around town, and uh, any mattresses we could find, anything, we started throwing them into a little bed liner, just a little six foot bed liner my dad had laying in the backyard. And I remember uh, building a two foot kicker and learning backflips that day. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life. So I'd spend every summer from there on out because uh, Pennsylvania's weather is terrible. Like, it's raining five days a week or it's there's no in-between or the winters are freezing cold and we'll either get a foot and a half of snow or none at all and it's 10 below zero. So there's no in-between. You never know what you're getting. So, uh, yeah, every summer I'd just go as hard as I could with all my friends and I started making YouTube videos of it, and uh, yeah, I just film everything. I'd go out every day, film. I've got like, I've probably got 15 little mini DV cassette tapes for the old 
uh, Sony cameras. I've got like just them piled up full of footage. And Man, I can't I get them transferred. Know, at, at 24 years old, I didn't even realize that those were still around for you to use. <laughs> I mean, I have little mini VHS tapes of, of yeah. us writing when we were kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, so the fact that you had that, like I didn't even think that oh, was yeah. around still. So these these two guys that you looked up so much, how much older were they? Um, so right now I'm pretty sure Steph's like 32 maybe. And then I think Justin's around the same age. They're about eight years older. So are they still in the BMX scene? Are they still riding, doing those things? Yeah, Steph, Steph rides a little bit. I don't know if he's doing it too much more. He's a cop now, so like he's pretty busy. Uh, I know mm-hmm. Justin rides mountain bikes a lot, so I know they're all kind of in the down or the downhill mountain bikes. But it scene. wasn't like this whole like Viva La Bam crew or like the Nitro Circus came out of your, your town or nothing, right? <laughs> no, no. Okay. But uh, yeah, you, you just built this, so you look up to those guys. Mm-hmm. You, you want to be just like them. Oh yeah. And then you end up building a foam pit <laughs> in the bed liner, a bed liner yep. of a truck. Yeah. With cushions and and nail and and learn a backflip in one day. Yeah, it worked out good. I knew how to backflip on the trampolines and stuff, so I'm like, it can't be much harder. Right. So we just, just have a bike attached at this point. Yeah, just paddle and lean back, hope for the best. So how long ago <laughs> was that? That was 2000. That was 2010. Okay. So, yeah, did that 2010, and then we set up. Uh, my parents were always cool enough to let me build ramps in the backyard, so we'd have, like, little dirt piles that felt so big at the time. It was just, like man, this is the biggest jump I've ever hit. And then I look back at it now, I'm like, it's half the height of this table. (laughs) (laughs) Looking back, it's like, I can't believe I flipped that. It's scary now. (laughs) So, yeah, it was cool. So so as you go on, I've heard that this backyard complex has been pretty pretty crazy over the years. (laughs) Like I've I've heard rumors coming from other people that, that... that's what you're known for. So tell tell yeah. us more about the backyard and that growing from 2010 on. That just kept going. Yeah, yeah. So we had a uh, probably one of my favorite setups. We had uh, an old railroad grade that ran through our yard, and it was probably 10 feet tall, and then it went into a ditch. So it was like a 10-foot roll-in and then a little 2-foot bank that leveled with our yard. And we just lined some plywood down it, and we learned 360s and tail whips and everything off that thing. We just went, oh, we'd go for days on that. So when you say we, who's all riding with you at that point? Uh, there was a few local kids from town. It was uh, our friends, Ryan and Derek Feldman, and then uh, Isaac McCullough and them would come around, and they'd ride with us. They were more into BMX than the other guys. We had some scooter kids, but their little wheels didn't ride in the dirt too well. <laughs> so when you so when you have all this, so you're you're basically creating your own little Viva mm-hmm. La Bam crew. For sure. How uh, was that... So how old do you give me? I'm trying to. I was trying to get timelines. I get oh, lost you're good. And all this stuff. So how old were you at this point? Uh, that was between. I was doing a lot of that between like 2010, 2013, 14. So I was like uh, 13 to about 16. So so you're doing all this in the backyard, and that's now. Now we're going to come back to the beginning of the story mm-hmm. where you started talking about being convicted about the music you're listening to. So mm-hmm. you're watching Viva La Bam. You're having this whole rager in your backyard if you will like this uh For sure. tail whip 360 backflip <laughs> foam pit party yeah. oh, at yeah. your house with all the kids mm-hmm. and you're listening to the wrong kind of music oh yeah tell me more about that so you're listening to that yeah. god's convicting you on that how do you start to make that change yeah so i'm so glad i went through that because it was it was one of those things where I, you feel indestructible for a little bit you're like ah, oh, i'm not doing wrong i don't need i don't need god so yeah i uh so I remember 
looking through the lyrics a lot of the songs I was listening to and realizing, like, man, this is not, like, how is this a God-honoring thing? Because it's just the whole maturity thing. You get older and you start to realize, like, man, what I was doing is so dumb. Like, why? And luckily that came when I was young. Uh, So, yeah, I just looked through it. And my parents are honestly the best parents I could ever ask for. So they'll, like, I talk to them about talk to them about everything. Like, I honestly talk to them about things I wouldn't even talk to my friends about. So, like, I'll just tell them about it, and they're like, "Oh, like, well, they're so loving about it." And they're like, "Yeah," and they're they're just the right amount of loving and the right amount of discipline. Where it's like, I need it, I don't want it, but it's good for me. So, yeah, I I just talk to them about it. We go through and figure out how to deal with it, and just that slow, gradual process of getting better from there. So you started to turn the corner on on that bad music. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you really start diving in to follow God? Like when when did you when did you dig deeper? Is like that the point, or is there a, a, a more of a story of that? Like what what drew you in? Mm-hmm. Uh, just seeing that, like the things I was about, I think it was about seventeen. So I started seeing that like the things the world had to offer weren't doing anything for me. Like there was nothing good that came of it like even my friends which I'm thankful for the ones that were they never followed God or did anything they would even tell me like if I were you don't even do what we're doing like don't even try it it's a pain getting off of like they were all into drugs they were into some pretty heavy stuff so like they're just like don't do it they're like if I could get out of it like I would and it's and I'm thankful enough I can learn from other people's mistakes so like going from them like man people who don't believe in God like they don't have it together like I think they would because the things of the world seem so good. And then you start to, like, experience a little bit of it, and you're like, man, like, maybe God does know what he's talking about. <laughs> right. So so it's kind of watching other people fail or, yeah. or make mistakes. Like, you're kind of going, wait a minute, okay, so this worldly thing doesn't look so cool anymore. Yeah. Maybe I should pay more attention to this. Yeah. And then seeing my parents, too. Like, my dad wasn't a Christian until about five years ago. And then seeing my mom, she was a Christian her whole life. Seeing her, just the she was like such a good example of a Christian that I'm like, man, like I want to be like that. Like there's something there that just isn't you don't see too often. So like I just wanted what she had. And even my dad, who didn't, he probably might have believed in God, but just didn't follow it. Uh, just seeing him gravitate toward her, and seeing how like knowing the things he's doing is wrong. And seeing how she's so loving toward him and so, like, helpful, it's just, I couldn't, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I want to so, be. So your mom's a great example for you. So yeah. so tell me more about your dad, Paul, and, like, that something all of a sudden hooked him? Like, you're just. Yeah. Like, yeah. So more. he, it's, he came from a pretty interesting family. So, like, that Christianity and following God was never a option. Like, but my mom always did. So, like, with. With him, he had a very, like, kind of messed up childhood. So, like, church, I remember my mom always said she, when we were growing up, my dad said he'll help us get ready for church, but he'll never go. Like, that's not an option. And uh, just her loving on him, like, he would slowly change. Like, you could see him slowly, like, man, there is something here. And over the years, it was funny just seeing him go from, like, you could tell he was like kind of bummed out and you'd see him getting like more uplifting. And then with the people at our church, my mom went to, they gravitated toward my dad a lot. And he saw that like, man, 
some of these some of these church people were actually pretty interested in me and it started to kind of want to know what it was about and I remember he came to church one day and I was so shocked because I'm like this is so weird we have the whole <laughs> family at church like this doesn't happen <laughs> and it yeah it just got to the point where just recently uh he went to church on his own without any of us there wow and I was like wow that's a new like that's so big for him that's yeah. crazy it's so cool so you're getting to watch all this so that's like yeah you you watched all your friends and and they're in the drugs and they're in the wrong things and you're sitting there going well, that doesn't look like much fun mm-hmm. but at the same time you get to watch the other side of it the holy spirit really get a hold of your dad and, and you watch him grow and change in a good way <laughs> yeah so like here's the the bad example that you don't want to be part of and the good example that you do want to be part of so did that help pull you closer to god oh yeah for sure yeah, that was a really a big eye-opener for me. It was very cool seeing how that can happen. Because when you feel like the most hopeless, it's like that's when God comes in and he's like, there, there's hope. Yeah, absolutely. So it was cool. So tell me more so as we go back to the BMX career. Obviously, you're doing stuff with the stunt dudes, and mm-hmm. you have a huge YouTube following. You have a huge Thank Instagram you. following. <laughs> I mean, like all, all these videos and stuff that I've watched and seen, like it's just incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you built all this this big stuff. How did you end up being with the stunt dudes? Like, tell me about your professional BMX career. I heard I heard some rumblings last night of a GT <laughs> thing. That I oh had yeah, to, yeah. I had to yeah. Br- I had to bring up the hey, GT thing. They said cool. they said it's a sore spot, and I want to poke the sore oh, spot it's and good, see yeah. what happens. Yeah. So <laughs> I rode. It was 2017, and I so like when I ride bikes, I like to be different. I just if there's tricks nobody wants to do, there's usually a reason. It's either terrifying or it's just like not the risk is pretty high so i'm like i'm gonna learn that stuff it'll just be cool to go somewhere and be like oh so like this is your rebellion see yeah, like exactly. it's, it's, it For wasn't sure. drugs it wasn't alcohol it's like okay those guys don't want to do that trick i'm gonna do yeah that i'm one. gonna do it yeah. so yeah I'd, I'd start doing that and uh i did a trick where i it was called a fakie front flip to fakie so like you do 180 land fakie and then you hit this little i had a little roller and i did a front flip and then landed back fakie and then switch back around and uh it's a funny funny story because i did one but it was like pretty pretty sketchy and uh i posted it and i was like ah whatever and i got this message from some guy on instagram and i'm like who's this ben ward guy i was like i don't know who and he uh he wrote he was the manager for gt bikes i'm like oh i don't i don't know how real this is he's like hey we'll send you a frame and some parts and see if you like it I'm like, oh, you don't want anything for it? Because I didn't know. I don't follow, like, many things on BMX. I just post and then go to work. <laughs> like, right. So I uh, messaged him back. I'm like, yeah, might as well. And uh, he ended up sending me the parts. And I, he's like, hey, can you send, uh, send us a picture of you with the parts and then uh, tag us with it? So I tagged him, and he's like, hey, we're going to, uh, we're going to Swamp Fest in Florida. And this was 2000, January of 2018. I'm like, oh. Yeah, all right. And so ended up going with them. And it was it was a lot of fun, but it wasn't the group of guys we were with, they were all so nice. Like they were they were cool, but like it wasn't the group that I would be with. Like I wasn't like them. So like it was even though we could like relate in some levels, we just weren't similar. So like Stupid. it was Yeah. So like we'd I'd try to ride with them and I honestly didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. And it was one of those things where I, I'm content riding alone anyway. Like, I don't really, I don't ride enough between work and stuff to, like, try to keep up with GT and everything. I'm like, ah, oh. so 
ended up dropping that. I politely dropped them, and then uh, I started, yeah, started posting more videos. Uh, I did that fakey front flip again cleaner the way I liked it, but it was funny because, like, I'm never content with the tricks I do. <laughs> so, like, I did that trick, and I was like, I wanted to do a bar spin, and I want to do a front flip bar spin to fakie. And I, it was a perfect setup for it. I just didn't do it. And I did the front flip to fakie, and then I saved it for a year. I didn't even post it. And I'm like, oh, I'll just post it anyway and see what comes of it. And it blew up. Like, ESPN messaged me about using it, and it was on SportsCenter. And then it actually – one of my friends sent me a, a screenshot, and it beat uh, – I don't know if it was Kobe Bryant or them on, the, like, the number one for SportsCenter that week. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy because I wasn't even happy with that clip. It was funny. So, yeah. And then I uh, ended up uh, started posting those videos a lot. And I remember seeing a spot. John on Facebook was like, hey, we're looking for people to uh, ride some shows. And I saw a kid like was looking to ride for them. And I was like, oh, like I was still like insecure. I'm like, ah, I don't know if the tricks I could do are good for shows. And. I saw that they got someone, and I was like, oh, well, maybe next time. And I let it go for a couple months, and I was like, I just need to do it. I need to get over myself and just do it. So I, I messaged John, and I was like, hey, uh, if you ever lo- need someone to ride some shows, it's like I would love to try. And he was like, oh, I've watched your videos before. He's like, I'd love to. He's like, there's a show coming up in, like, I think it was like two weeks. And he's like, it's in Michigan. And he's like, yeah, we'll book you. I'm like, oh. Okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna work out this easy, but all right. I was I was kind of hoping like I I wanted to ride, but I was so scared. I'm like, I hope it just doesn't get through, and I'm glad it did because it's been a blast ever since. Right. So that's kind of how you fell into the stunt dudes. Mm-hmm. And yep. So now with your with the stunt dudes, obviously you know this is a a, a gospel spreading message. Like, are, are you feeling like your faith is being encouraged even more? Oh, for sure. Getting deeper and deeper. I've been hanging out with yeah. guys like Louie and... Oh, yeah. And it's amazing. John and, and Vic and all these guys, like, incredible Christian yeah. men. Oh, yeah. Because I'm not, like, a... I'm a huge introvert. So, like, I... No. See, no. no. You're kidding, right? <laughs> You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I, if I could keep to myself and not bother with anyone, I would. Yeah. Uh, and it's so good for me because it's changing me a lot. Like, I... Yeah. Like, the things that would tear... Just going on a flight four years ago, it's, like, all by myself. I'm like, I ain't doing that. And now it's one of the things, like, oh, I got to do this or that and fly on my own and drive to here, and it's no big deal. Like, it's, like, going to work in the morning. So, and even meeting new people. Like, meeting new people used to be the hardest thing for me or having a conversation with someone was so hard. And now it's one of those things. It's like, oh, like, yeah, just, like, talking talking to a friend. Yeah. That's so good, cool. Man. Good for you. They they all told me that you wouldn't do this podcast. <laughs> it was there's, funny. There's no way. It was so funny because I was a nervous wreck about it. Yeah, yeah. But it's I not a like, big deal, oh, right? We're just sitting here no, talking. Yeah, it's, it's not bad it's at all. Not a big deal. Yeah, I got in here and I'm like, <sighs> don't worry. Like I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> win rock paper scissors. Don't, don't worry about the thousands of thousands of listeners. <laughs> yeah, that are gonna listen. no like, big, deal. big deal. Yeah, no big deal. No mess ups. No. So man, so if there's like, I mean, obviously you've had this career that kind of maybe the the unsung hero. You've never been super bold, never been like you like to do your craft, like you mm-hmm. like to ride your bike, you like to make the videos, mm-hmm. and obviously you're phenomenal at it. Oh, thank um, you. You've you've seen the bad and stayed away, mm-hmm. you've seen the good and went for more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, God's present in your life now. Oh, for sure. What's one thing that you want to tell everybody that's listening? 
Oh, that's my favorite. I think of it a lot. Uh, just, just do it. Like it'll, everything will be okay. That's what just, I've learned a lot in life. Just if you're nervous about something, just do it. Just go God's on it. God's on our side. It'll be okay. What's the worst that's gonna happen? Right. So I like it. Just yeah. go for it. Be bold. Jump out there. Yeah. So how can uh, listeners, everybody that's listening here, how can they, how can they? follow you what's your instagrams and youtubes and all that fun stuff yeah so uh it's all just instagram youtube and facebook uh at cody bryson cody with the k <laughs> cody with the k yep. bryson yep. man cody it, it's been so great i'm so glad you did this with us Thank today you. and for uh, having me. we're uh we're gonna go get to do some more fun stuff out at the river walk and yeah. uh it's gonna be an awesome day uh everybody fastlifeindustries.com if you're listening to this and it affected you or you feel it or you know somebody who needs to hear share it like it follow it subscribe to it tag it all those fun stuff and uh, everybody have a blessed day we appreciate you